Right, I want to start with uh, the COVID situation, really. Uh, it's, I think, important that we cover it with the situation, what's happening at Tottenham. Has it changed the protocols that you're having to go through now at Burnley? It will be doing. Um, I think there's news come through this morning, actually, to our medical um, side. So we'll, we'll put whatever we need to put in place, advise the best we can, try to adhere to the rules the best we can and, and do what we can to play our part. As, as to be fair, the, the Premier League and football has done for a long time now. How much of a concern is it for you that you might face a situation in the future like Antonio Conte's got at Tottenham? Um, well, I don't think we can, you know, we're all trying to live our lives in some kind of normal. I, I, don't, I don't think we can um, constantly worry about it. It's not ideal, I'm sure of that, quite obviously. Um, but, but I think we've just got to, like I said, adhere to the rules that are advised from the, for the medical situation and, and hope that it doesn't happen. Hope that it doesn't have a, a, an outbreak or a, or a pod or whatever you wish to use, you know, in, in your group and your team. Um, and if so, just, you know, it doesn't affect anyone. You know, we've had one with Dale Stevens recently. It was a one-off, no one else involved. And that's what you're hoping for, to, you know, to kind of bring um, a protective element to what we're trying to do. And, and the bigger picture, of course, is the game schedule as well. You know, the, we don't, it's no one's fault, quite obviously, but you know what I mean? It knocks onto the game schedule and how many games keep getting replaced and stuff like that. So there's a lot more to it than just um, health is the main thing. But then behind that, there's a lot of planning, there's a lot of organisation. You know, there's a lot of things it knocks onto. Absolutely. Now, with the the new rules that have come out from the government, uh, as of next week, fans entering the stadium must show a COVID passport. Is that something you are in agreement with, you think is a good idea, or is it a worry that it might deter some fans from turning up? Well, it's, it's not for me to decide that. You know, there's a much bigger situation going on than fans in stadiums. We all know that. So the the, the medical powers that be, the, the, the people who guide the Premier League and ourselves way above us or, or make them decisions. Um, we, we ideally want uh, uh, fans in stadiums, quite obviously. It's great to have fans back in stadiums because it, it basically is a good message about the, the, the well-being of everyone or, or the, the betterment of everyone. Of course, if that changes, then that's the way it goes. The guidelines they bring in, uh, yet again, as football clubs, we'll just have to try and adhere to. Hopefully, it won't affect fans um, in a way that, that stops them coming into stadiums. Um, I mean, look, everyone's trying to find their way through this and I don't think it's an easy situation. And, you know, even with these different outbreaks and things like it's just how many different outbreaks there are, how many times we change, I suppose. You know, that's going to be the big dilemma for the, the, the scientists, the medical and, and the, the bigger picture of what's going on. I'm moving slightly, moving away from that. I'm sticking with what the government have kind of been talking about last week. Uh, one thing they did say, uh, that Christmas parties can still go on. Are Burnley going to have a Christmas party this year? Done. Done already? Yep. Fantastic. There we go. Was it good? I wasn't there. Are you sure you weren't there? Or I'm, I'm positive I weren't there. They weren't my party. <laughs> Did the players have a good time? I believe so. Good stuff, good stuff. Right, let's move on to Sunday. Um, any fitness concerns? Obviously, Maxwell Corday came off early in the Newcastle game. How's he shaping up for the weekend? Yeah, we'll wait and see with Maxwell. Um, outside chance, I would say. Ben Mee's shoulder's settling down, but we'll make a judgment call on that tomorrow. Uh, Barnes is still a bit of a way. Uh, Dale's still coming out of the COVID um, uh, situation. He's well in general, by the way. Um, I think that initial one's a few aches and pains and a bit of management um, going into a, another three-game week. So, But generally, everyone else should be there or thereabouts. And how are you and the squad feeling moving into, obviously, a really busy festive period? You know you need to pick up results. Uh, is confidence still high amongst the group? 
Yeah, I believe so. I think they believe in in what they know themselves of, of how they play and, and what we're trying to do and uh, to make things happen rather than wait for them. I think we're trying to be proactive. The details are massive. I mention it all the time. They know that. They're aware of it. Um, the busy period this time around, actually, is not as busy, uh, busy as we've had down the years because we have got an extra day in between certain games. Um, but, but generally, of course, it is busy in the sense of more games. Um, yeah, I mean, look, we're, we're equipped to go through that. We'd, we'd like the injuries to be back fit and the ones that have got little knocks. We hope that the three-game week, uh, we can get through that and get good results and keep everyone fit going into the, the Christmas period or the true Christmas spell. Um, generally, the mentality is good. I've, I've never really questioned it this season. It's more the details that I've been questioning and, and trying to work with the team on correcting that. And next up is West Ham. What uh, sort of job... Well, have you been impressed, shall I say, with what the job David Moyes has done, particularly, you know, on the back of last season, qualifying for the Europa League and backing it up again this season with their performances? I think it's fantastic. I've always been a fan of his and what he's tried to do in the game and, and the varying spells he's had. Um, I saw him recently, actually, at a meeting and, and spoke openly about what I think of how he's um, sort of got a club, it seems to me, pointing in the right direction with the players, the fans, the feel of the club. Um, Stuart Pearce is there he's a good friend of mine um, top fella as well who's working with him and Alan you know I think they've got good people there working with the team a um, lot of respect for him and, and obviously as, as he knows and we know that respect goes out the window once the whistle blows and then when it when it you know the whistle blows at the end then it, it all comes back in and we, and we get on with things but you know he'll know I think I think him and his staff know uh, we're active, you know, the way we're playing, we're, we're, we're not far away from what can be very competitive and, and get more results, I believe. And uh, I don't know, but I, I get the feeling he, he knows about us, he knows what we're doing. I think he, he'll probably think that we're certainly a side I'll be up for the challenge. Um, they are having a good season, but, you know, we, we, we're not far away, I don't believe. And what sort of challenge are you expecting from... West Ham because their confidence is very high right now after the result against Chelsea yeah big result against Chelsea and then they left made loads of changes last night so you can't really look at that in the same way no massive result against Chelsea they, they, they just had their first little quiet spell without being by no means a, a poor spell just a bit quiet you know from their early season form and then of course you beat Chelsea and it all looks different so uh, no look they've, they've become a strong outfit particularly this season um, you know and, and fair play to them you know the, the, the fact is we play a lot of strong outfits in the Premier League everyone's a challenge and no matter where they are in the division so you know we've got to be ready we will be and we'll be ready to take it on Just a couple more from me um, back on to Maxwell Cordo obviously we don't know whether he's going to be fit enough yet to play but how important has he been since arriving at the club and how much has he changed maybe the style of play a little bit uh, of your side well, using him in the wide area, using him in the, the sort of number 10 slot, you know, loosely. We, we want him to activate with his, with his qualities that he has. Um, very unfortunate with a couple of injuries. Um, that can happen. I did suggest that it take him time to get up to true Premier League's uh, true fitness because he's a fit fellow, but that real edge of fitness that the Premier League sometimes offers players and the, the demands of it. Um, but no, he's, he's had a positive effect. Um, I think Nathan Collins done very well as well. Connor Roberts is another one. He's, uh, he's one I should mention. Sorry, he's, he's gone down ill this week, quite quite ill. So he's, he's had a number of days off. But he's another one who's looking to affect the group. Um, so no, it's not just about Max, but he's, he's certainly affected the group and had a good feel about what he's done so far. A final one from me, completely uh, different as well. On Sunday, it's the culmination of DF1 World Championship. It's going to be taking place while you might be a little bit preoccupied with West Ham. Um, but I wondered if you've got an opinion whether Lewis Hamilton can win his eighth World Championship. I have 
absolutely no clue. Uh, I don't follow it. I've been um, on one occasion, kindly got looked after. Very, very enjoyable experience, but I don't follow it. I don't know enough about it. Uh, may the best person win. That, that's fair enough. Right, so good luck on Sunday. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Thanks, James. Katie, do you want to go next? Yeah, hi, Sean. Hiya. Um, without harping on about Maxwell too much, I have got one little question. Um, Danny Ings. Given, Let's bring back Danny Ings. Um, and the opportunities did seem to dwindle against Newcastle after he was forced off injured. Do you worry that you need more players like Maxwell that can bring that creative magic? Uh, well, we've had seven out of eight seasons in the Premier League and he's only been here for a number of games. So it's fair to say that we can perform in the Premier League. We've got not the same players as sort of six, seven years ago, but we've got some similar players. Um, so therefore, we have found our way through Premier League seasons and done very nicely at times. So I've certainly got total belief in, in all the players we have here. All we were looking for Maxwell to come in and do is give us something different. That's all. But when he's not there, then we've still got players who can perform in the Premier League, score goals, win games um, and do what we have to do. Um, you've talked about converting those cutting edge moments um, in the top third, which have continued to be a downfall. And of course, talking of the fine margins all the time. So how do you manage the frustrations perhaps of yourself and of your players when you see these hard and organised performances go unrewarded with the win or three points? Well, we, we feed back to the players, they feed back to us, the things that they think we could do, what we think we could do, we analyse, we show them the, the, some of the reasons. Um, you know, they're, they're a good group here. There's a, there's a real authenticity to how we work here and the players deserve a lot of credit for that. You know, I'm always proud of the work they put in. Um, they're very honest. They know there's times when we could have done better on the attacking front um, and defending front at times this season. Equally, there's, there's a good unity in what we do. So I don't think... Um, you know, you've got to be careful with, with uh, mentality towards football. You can't overthink everything. You know, we've had spells before where it hasn't gone our way. We've had spells where we're not scoring and then we are scoring and it all looks different. So, you know, it, it, it is one of them challenges where it's, it's coach enough, speak about enough, analyse it enough, and then sometimes pull away from it and trust the fact that you've got a group of players who know what they're doing. Um, they know how to deliver. They know when to deliver. And now it is just about finding their moments and that delivery of a moment. So... Yeah, we're trying to find the balance of, of coaching, push and pull, I call it, pushing enough onto them to say, look, we need more, this is how we can do it, and pulling away to say, no, no, we trust you, you know, which I do. I trust this group, that's for sure. And last one for me, West Ham have not kept a clean sheet in seven away Premier League games against Burnley. Do you think there are still areas in the defence there that you can exploit? I think they're a good unit. That's what I think. So we're gonna, if we're going to exploit anything, we can only do it from our performance um, and not worry too much about what they offer. We have to make the players aware, but it's more about what we do. It always is in the Premier League. It's one thing I've, I've clearly come to understand. You have to be aware of the opposition, but you have to make sure that your team's ready to go and play and do all the things you need to do to win a Premier League game. So that will be our focus. Perfect. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thanks, Katie. All right. Excuse me, Beardy. Sorry for the pause. Just having a drink of water there. No problem whatsoever. Um, let's get straight on with it. I might ask some questions about your team. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about goal scoring. You've scored six goals in the last two home games. For all the talk of not scoring goals, how encouraging is that? 
Yeah, I mean, it, look, it's always the balance. The the, the you know the storyline sometimes an easy one. There are details behind each storyline, goods or bads, indifference, etc. Um, you know, finding the chances is one thing. Putting them away is a completely different thing. I don't think we've been far off finding the, the moments. Um, the, the moment of execution has been the thing that's lacking at times. Um, both ends of the pitch, by the way, because you've still got to defend properly, and generally we have, but there's been some moments where we could have done better. It's a constant work. Um, it's a constant work from the players, ourselves, the analysis team, to push the margins our favour. Um, so, yeah, there, there are some positive signs, that's for sure. Um, even at Newcastle, the first 25 minutes, people forget, I thought we were very good. Um, certainly the stronger side created the best chances didn't take them chances and we know that if you take a chance or, or possibly two chances but certainly one changes the feel of the performance changes the feel of the crowd the stadium everything so you know it's, you know, goals do change the feel of a game not just the scoreline not always but they often do um, and I think that's an added bonus and especially when you, as you said we have scored goals um, you know it's not easy scoring three goals in the Premier League no matter who you're playing against and, uh, and we've done that so therefore we've got to remember them things the positive side of what we're doing and, and still define it by taking them, them moments and, and, and you know taking ownership of them How important is that feel inside the stadium? particularly given the fact that you've got back-to-back home games this week? Yeah, I mean, I think the crowd have, have been superb. I mention it all the time for many years now. They stay solid to the group. They understand the challenges. Uh, we want to reward them with performances. You know, we, we played Palace and I think there was a glow about the crowd because they saw a group doing everything they could to win. Uh, we didn't win in the end, but certainly supplied a, a very positive performance, particularly the second half. And I think there's an honesty to our crowd here. You know, they, they, they've always understood the challenge, but equally when they see their team giving everything and playing hard and playing well at times and scoring goals and defending, they accept that. You know, beyond, not beyond, I mean, results are massive, you understand that, but you get what I mean. They, they, as long as their team's giving everything to, to, to get what they want, then I, I think that's a, a minimum they've come to understand. And I think when we're providing that, they stay completely behind the team. Myself, that's what I've experienced. We need that to stay, of course. Well, the only way of keeping it to stay is keep performing, keep pushing the margins, keep pushing on with the details and they will support us. I'm convinced of it. And I know that the next game is always the one that you focus on completely and always the most important, but it's not that often in the Premier League. It's not like the Championship, is it, where you play every sort of two or three days quite frequently. How big an opportunity is it to have two games at home in the space of a week, starting with, with this one against West Ham? Yeah, the only challenge we've had really, or the biggest challenge other than the, 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 the fact that you're playing good teams in the Premier League is the training side. You know, we keep getting, we've gone through these spells with four, we, we, we get everyone fit, then we drop a few. So the training schedule has to change a little bit, looking after players, you know, manufacturing sessions, can't always get 20 bodies out there to do teamwork or not the teamwork we'd like to do. That's been as big a challenge as anything. The, the bit on the pitch, our players know what we do. You know, they're an experienced group, mostly. A couple of younger players with Colo and people like that, but... Generally, it's an experienced group, so they know the challenge that's right in front of them. It's more about the the, the mentality, the organisation that we can supply and help with, and then the trust in each other to go and perform. So I think, you know, we, we're trying to keep that mixture right whilst making the players aware that we still need to add a bit more on because we're not getting the results that we want. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Damien? Hi, Sean. Hiya. Um, Sean, I saw you in Newcastle last week, and I agree with you. I thought you were a very good first half. And is it just a case of fine tuning what you're doing, and just just finding that little moment in the in the final third? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it sounds easy, you know. Everyone talks about it. It's just we were, we were recently talking uh, as a staff actually about the idea of you know goal scorers, and they're saying, well, you know, you can develop goal scorers. Well, if you look at it in a practical way, there's big big clubs in the world of football are, are getting young players from all over the place into their clubs at a very young age and trying to develop. I'm just using the goal scorers as an example, by the way. I'm aware of all the other positions, but I'm just using that as an example. And yet there's not many coming through. So therefore they end up buying them when they've kind of become something. So it's not that easy, you know, to just develop as your... My point was the fine-tuning element. You know, you're relying on a human being to do what they need to do in any given moment under any circumstance, pressure, stress of playing, whatever it may be. Um, so developing that is very difficult. It's obviously difficult because if not, we would all be doing it with every young player that we have. <laughs> We're all developing these amazing strikers who can score 20 Premier League goals a season. It's just not that easy. So the point I'm making is I never put my strikers or, or, or effective, if you like, attacking players under pressure for the moment. I put them under pressure to be to find the moment, to be in the box, to be the right areas, to make the right runs. But the moment of truth is very, very tough. So I never, I never questioned that. You know, I always question that if they're not in there, they'll hear me. But if they're in there trying to score and it doesn't happen, they won't hear much from me because that's one of the hardest things in the game because if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Sure. And just, just looking at the general situation, does the fact that you've been in there in amongst the muck and bullets over the years give you a lot of confidence that you can get yourselves up the, up the table because your players have experienced it before? Well, I, myself, my staff, and mostly the players actually never really particularly. I certainly don't lack confidence or belief. Um, the the way that we work has shown over many years it can be successful. The the details have always been important. The margins have always been important, um, and, I, and I think there's an awareness of that. So, I suppose the difference is that experience gives you more belief because our players have experienced these spells. They have experienced the tough spells. They've experienced the Premier League and, and how tough it can be at times. But equally, they've experienced the turnaround. They've experienced how we turn that around, the things we we have to continue doing and then add things on. And we've done that on a number of occasions. So that experience is helpful, I would say. Yes, over a season's work. Doesn't guarantee anything, but it's helpful to have that in your locker. And we've got a group here, including myself and my staff, have all experienced these times. Um, and, and we all believe there's a way that we work on how to come out of these times. Just finally from me, Sean, we're getting towards January yet again. We've got talk about James Tarkovsky and Ben May, people like that. Are you relaxed over that situation? Yeah, I've, I've always been relaxed over player situations. We, we, we remain open in our dialogue. We remain open in the truth of the, any situation. Um, you know, but, but there's been a lot of players who have been talked about are still here. A lot of players are outside of our shores who are alleged to where we're going to sign who are not. So uh, <laughs> I think I've pretty, got, pretty much got a good handle on our own world. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Damien. Alex? One second, Alex. One second. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, sorry. <clears throat> Warming now again, is it, Sean? <laughs> no, no, it's all right today, actually. They, they kindly opened the windows before I got in there. <laughs> well, then, they're learning, they're learning. Just on um, Maxwell and, and Ben Mee injury-wise, is it a bit of a balancing act, obviously, with the festive period, three-game week, is to not bring them back too quickly and, and risk aggravating it further for, for longer absences? I think more so with Maxwell because it's a muscle-style injury, whereas Ben's, you know, he's hurt his shoulder. And, and I mean, it's, don't get me wrong, it's a sore one, but different thing, you, know, you can imagine, you know, whereas Max was a thigh. So we'd have to be maybe more cautious with Maxwell, whereas Ben and his shoulder, you'd probably be a bit more open-minded with. 
And given that you're sort of talking, there's a potential chance of them starting on, on Sunday, neither of them are long term. It's sort of days, maybe a week or two rather than anything anything past Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I don't get the feeling at this moment things are going well, uh, going in our favour. So, uh, you know, nothing other than thinking it's going to be pretty, pretty quick uh, for them players. And you mentioned Connor Roberts there, just checking that's just illness, it's not COVID situation. No, no, it's just true illness. Um, thought he was coming out of it and had another dip, um, you know, just uh, like, well, we're finding out more, uh, but like a bug sort of situation. But it's knocked him knocked him down for a few days, it's been like three, four days now. Damien just mentioned the January window and, and talk around around players potentially leaving it or coming in, etc. How important is it for you to, to keep those key players? Because you, you're in a situation now where you've got as I think you said last week, a squad you're happy with and a strong squad and a, a squad that's in decent shape. It's, it's not something you want to disrupt in, in January with mid-season departures, I wouldn't have thought. Um, it's not about disruption. It's just about the truth of what we can do and what we probably can't do. So it just depends. You know, if there's options available, we'll certainly be looking at them, which we are doing now. Um, that's an ongoing thing from the club, you know, and it has been, but it's probably slightly more open-minded, I would suggest now with this ownership about what we can do. So we're, we're certainly looking at options of what we can possibly do. Uh, you've got quite a few players out of contract next season. Ben, Ben Mead being one of them. We've spoken to him a couple of times this this season already, and he's made it pretty clear he wants to to stay put. And obviously, he's your captain and important player. Are you, are you sort of reasonably confident that something will get get done along those lines in the near future? I'm reasonably confident that the ownership are aware of the contract situation, uh, as am I. So, you know, that, that's a, an ongoing process from the new ownership to work with the agents, to speak with the players when needed, but more so with the agents about the next steps. I'm not sure if that's a yes or no. Well, you can decide. You often do. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just lastly from me, uh, with how difficult a balance is it on the, the contract side of things, given that a lot of your players who are at contract aren't necessarily ones who start every week. They might have first-team football ambitions elsewhere against the fact that you want to keep 20 out of 20, 25 outfield players together and, and not lose too many bodies out of your squad. And also the fact that you're not, you know, it's not certain which division you'll be playing football in next season, which opens up possibilities of, of people playing more than perhaps they are now. Well, I'll try and answer one of the four questions. I think it might be four, <laughs> maybe five. Um, I would suggest that the, the, it's just a reality of the industry we're in. Um, you know, you've got skilled people are under contracts, then contracts either run out or get renewed and carry on. That's just a reality of it. So it's nothing other than that. It's just a, a, a literal business situation.